Hey. Welcome to Catholic for Rednecks. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Man, did, did you um say you were named after Michael Landon? Yep, I'm named after the infamous Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie. Have, have you, ever, you ever watched that show? I actually just started watching it. My mom, I, I think she was a big fan of it. And I was like, well, I'm named after this guy, so I think I might want to check out the show that he's in. Okay. There's a mean girl on that show. Real mean. You know, like, girl, like, what's her name? Miss Olsen? The little, the, the young blonde? Oh, Nellie. Nellie Olsen. Nellie. Yeah. Hey, you know, when you get older, though, she starts looking kind of nice looking, you know? <laughs> and I kind of like those mean girls a little bit. Oh, you like me? You like you're not you're not mean. Oh, uh, people say I'm mean. Do you know um? You know more. Uh, uh, let's see. What does she go by? There's this girl named. Do you do Facebook? Facebook. A I, little bit. I have an account. I'm not too active on it, but I have one. <laughs> she used to be kind of like my partner. Her name's Lindsay. But mm -hmm. I call her Morticia because she's got long nice. black. And like when I pray for her, God bless Morticia and her eight kids because she's got all kinds of kids. Uh, I, I, I forgot where I was going with this. I was going somewhere. Crap, I can't remember. So you became Catholic this Easter? I did. I, I had the great opportunity to undergo, take my confirmation this Easter. How, okay, man. Just, Go back to the, to the beginning because, you know, all uh, I know, you're from North Carolina. Yes, sir. And all my daddy's folks are from North Carolina. And I know mm. that, I know that they're having the Catholic spring. And I know that state is booming, the, the yeah. church. And here you are. And tell me how you got to this point right here. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go right in Um I, uh, I actually grew up uh, in the Baptist denomination, uh, kind of Southern Baptist uh, type of thing going on, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of how I grew up, really. Um, my mom and she would take us, me, my siblings, to church every Sunday, and I was even uh, I was homeschooled when I was young for a couple of years in a Protestant um, homeschooling program, but uh, yeah, I guess I kind of it never really. Uh, guess really clicked with me a whole lot like so it, I kind of, yeah yeah it just it, sometimes it seemed kind of silly and things sometimes I'd be really into it but it was never like a really permanent feeling this is it you know so I guess ultimately I kind of started looking into different different uh spiritual paths and religions and things like that and I might have like dabbled in a different couple different faith traditions like uh, I looked into Buddhism and things like that and Buddhism. yeah I was I was just trying to find some find the truth I guess did you go to a temple or was you just like googling it or no yeah it was it was a short period of time that I was kind of into that it was kind of more just a personal studying type of situation. But uh, after that, 
you know, it's off and on going, going to church and looking into other stuff, going to church and looking into other stuff. Um, and I guess uh, I ultimately decided, was trying to become, to enter into the Jewish faith for a time. So the, yeah, that's a very different, very different type of thing. What 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 drew you to that? Because when I was a, a teenager, mm-hmm. I had my bike to the Jewish synagogue because I just oh. liked felt when I was sat in there. I'd go in there, and I just I felt God. Mm-hmm. You know the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Let my people go. Oh yeah, it's yeah, they have a, they do have a beautiful faith. Um, they have, I guess, I think what drew me to it most was the organization and the tradition as traditional aspect of it that kind of drew me to it, um, which is very different from Protestant Baptist type of thing where you just uh, there's not really a tradition there. You kind of just sing hymns and listen to the preacher preacher man pray and, and everything. So. I guess that's kind of what really drew me to it. And I guess growing up, I kind of became rebellious against the whole notion of Jesus, which is sad to say now as a believer, I kind of rebelled against the notion of Jesus because of the church and, you know, kind of rebellious phase. So I was like, Oh, these people believe in God and they worship God devoutly and without Jesus. So I'm going to check them out. And, um, I look. I was looking into it and studying it pretty, pretty seriously for years, and it made it to. I reached out to a synagogue and a rabbi, and was trying to attempt to convert officially to Judaism. But that's when I realized I felt like I was kind of. I kind of attended a few. Well, this was during COVID and everything. Twenty twenty one twenty. Kind of realized maybe this is not the way I want to go. There's something missing. Hmm. And I get, there was, there was a couple influence, cultural influences that kind of led me to Catholicism. Like, like I was in, I was involved with a little production of sound of music. And that, that has a lot of, as, as one knows, a lot of Catholic, Catholic tradition involved in there and Les Miserables, Les Miserables, the musical. That's a, very Catholic and beautiful production. I'm, I'm really into the arts, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't tell, man. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> and this, this was an accident. I, I'm into the arts, too. Nice. Hey, you can't go wrong with Metallica. Huh? Can't go wrong with Metallica. Was it, you're the third person in a week that has uh, come on here to talk about their faith, their journey, where it went. Some of it went to the arts. Their Catholicism, mm. their draw to being Catholic was linked yeah. to either literature or art. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, yeah. There's a, that, that's, that's something I really like about the Catholic Church, the Catholic community, is that there is a real embrace of artistic and educational studies that and liberal arts and things like that that really are kind of lifted up. So you just saw this and did you, did you just decide to go visit with the, go visit a mass or did you meet the priest? Or well, I actually, um, 
I had a friend. Um, she was kind. Of, I was kind of like uh, taking some some vocal training type of thing going on because like I kind of wanted to learn how to sing a little bit and do some singing and stuff. So I was kind of taking some vocal training with her. And uh, I mean, I began questioning if I was trying to become Jewish. And I kind of had. I mean, I really liked the traditional aspects of Judaism and everything. So that led me to, I did try to go back to my former church, my former Baptist church for a little bit, just to see if maybe that's, maybe I'll like it this time. Uh, but there's, there was still something missing there. And I, I really liked the kind of traditional worldview that they had at that, at the Baptist church. So um, that's kind of what led me to look into more of a traditional style of Christianity, Catholicism. Yeah. And uh, I, it came eventually one day I asked my voice, my voice teacher who, who herself was Catholic about um, Catholicism. And she gave me some awesome sources, also a nice book to basically sum up the Catholic faith. And uh, uh, it took, it took me a few months before I made it to mass, but I eventually made it. And that well, was, um, were you scared when you went? Were you nervous? Oh yeah, I was kind of like shocked in a way. I was experiencing some serious culture shock when I went yeah. to Mass. Yeah, because did, well, did you go there where you live in in North Carolina? I didn't go to my local parish. I kind of drove to one a little bit further down the road. Yeah, I it, do that. Confession. What's that? I do that for confession. Go nice. for I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I landed, sorry to interrupt, the other day, the other day, my priest, Father Jerebic, come walking through my garage door. He was here visiting my, my son. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sitting right here in my little studio, and he just walks through and plops his butt down right here in this chair. Now, he won't come on camera. But uh, it's just funny that he was coming in here and 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 how things evolved from. Who would have ever thought I'd have a Catholic priest <laughs> in my garage? <laughs> Go ahead, who man. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. A Catholic priest coming to a Catholic podcast. Yeah. So what? When you went to mass that first time away from where you live, mm -hmm. were you like on full alert or were you just open-minded or it was, I guess it was kind of a little bit of both um yeah, honestly I, I had no idea what mass was like I had no idea what was going to be happening really um all I knew was to cross my arms to receive a blessing <laughs> when the time comes yep yep so I walked in and I talked to a lady who was in the setup at a little table or something, I think for the bulletins, pass out bulletins. It's like, hey, I've never really uh, been to mass before. What do I do? <laughs> really? Yeah, she she was really nice and welcoming. She was like, yeah, just go on in and just watch and experience. Everything. Were you alone? I was. Okay. Going yeah. solo. Going solo. Yeah, that made me feel a little bit, a little bit more anxious because I felt like I was just. People would just think I'm some crackhead who walked in off the street or something. <laughs> a mass shooter. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I tried to present myself kind of nicely, so I, I hope people didn't think that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, I was kind of, it was kind of unnerving because you're going up and down and you're kneeling. So I was just kind of following everybody's lead and people were chanting. So it was a beautiful mass, by the way. The church which I went to was beautiful. Um, lots of incense. I, I, that was kind of the thing that stuck with me most. I was like, wow, that's that smells amazing. <laughs> that's I, I want a candle that smells like that here. Mm -hmm. I love that smell, man. Yeah, I smelled like incense the rest of the day. And it was I was just, it was like euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you just keep on attending or? Yeah, well, the next week, actually, there's actually a lady I work with whose husband was also trying to enter Catholicism. I think he started going to Mass uh, a few months before I had, and he was attending the local parish here. So the next week, I just, I decided I'd check out it was two weeks later because I went to, I tried another parish a little bit down the road. And then I started attending my local parish here. And um, I sat with the, the lady I work with, hus husband, and we've we become really good friends. And uh, the lady I work with, well, he, my fr her husband became confirmed the last Easter. And he'd gone through RCA that year. And then... His wife, the lady I work with, she got confirmed with me this Easter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So did, did you go through, did you, uh, at what point did you feel like um, this is, this is, I want this? Was there a, a, a moment like a lightning bolt or did it just gradually happen? Or I think even before I actually, I really started going to Mass, I just had this, I had that kind of feeling. I was like, I really think this is it. I really think this is what I've been looking for. Hmm. How old were you at the time? I was, I think, 19. I'm 20 now. So, At 19, you'd already been to the synagogue to check that out, the Jewish faith? Did yep. you Buddhism? Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I was, I've always kind of been, interested in uh, spirituality and faith from yeah. a young age because of my involvement in the church that my mom kind of raised me up with. And, um, well, my, I, my uh, father isn't, hasn't always been particularly religious. And um, it was kind of a, religion was kind of a hot topic in my household between my, him and my mom. And uh, eventually there was a divorce between them and everything. So it was kind of always there in my life. So I was kind of paid attention and started looking into my own stuff. Hmm. So did you, what about the theology? Did anything make a joke? I mean, was there anything the Catholic Church was believing in that, that bothered you? To me, it wouldn't seem like if you go to a Buddhist, place and a mm -hmm. Jewish place that maybe nothing can, an art, an art person usually kind of open minded and free spirited. So uh -huh. did anything bother you? Um, bother me. I would not, 
teaching-wise, teachings, practice? Honestly, no, not really. I mean, I, I mean, I come from a pretty, I got some, I guess I have more of a, I have some more traditional biblical values and everything, I guess, from my um, Baptist upbringing that I really tapped into. Because um, the, I guess theologically, Baptist tradition and Catholic tradition, as far as like social values are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So honestly, no, uh, if anything, it was kind of me realizing the values of other religions that I've been looking into were not up to par with what I considered proper, I guess. Right, right. So uh, how long was it before you started asking questions about, did you have to go through RCIA? I did have to go through RCIA. Actually, um, I entered, I started going to mass uh, a few months before last Easter. So uh, I caught the tail end of that RCIA program. So I had to go through the whole year, this year of RCIA. That's what happened to me, man. As soon as I wanted to go, it was too late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you go, did you go forward all the time to get blessed? Oh yeah. Yeah, I love getting blessed by by Father. Yeah. That's, that's such an awesome thing. You get to approach the aisle, even if you don't get to take the Eucharist. Yeah. Why not get a blessing? Who doesn't want to be blessed? Yeah. I just saw, um, I remember waiting, you know, when you're a, when you're an RCIA, and for those watching, listening, that don't know what RCIA is, if you want to join the Catholic Church, and I'm not saying if you want to become a Christian, people get that mixed up. If you want to be Catholic, and usually you have to take these classes, and they they're matched up with the liturgical year, which I just realized recently. <laughs> and I was like, you go to classes from Labor Day till Holy Week, and then if you decide to become Catholic, you know there's a bunch of stuff you do: first confession. Were you baptized then, or? Had you already been baptized as a Baptist when you were a kid? Yeah, I got baptized when I was 11 at my Baptist church, so I did not have to get another baptism. Yeah, because the Catholic Church accepts a a baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Trinity formula. Did you have to go find your records? Yeah, I did have to reach out to my, um, my, my old Baptist church and Asked for my certificate, which um, they actually had to make one, make another certificate because they don't have extra. They don't keep an extra one on file. They did have the date on file when I did get baptized, but they had to make a make an extra certificate because I I'd lost mine. I don't. I have no idea where that was. Yeah, it's kind of my mom. It was it was so long ago. So yeah, my my son, you know, he had to prove. He had been baptized Trinitarian formula. Is that how you say it? Trinitarian formula? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I don't want to slip up and say Unitarian formula. <laughs> but uh, Totalitarian. He had to prove it, and the pastor had no records. And he said, the only thing I could do is send you a text that I baptized him in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And they sent it in and printed it out. And they told me, 
this is the first time we've used a text uh, to validate a baptism. You know, so, yeah. And mine was November 14th, 1971. And I too, they told me, man, you got to prove you were baptized. Mm-hmm. Church you got, man, my church had, had changed colors. It went from a white church to a black church. And I had to go find the white church. They had wandered off. And I finally really? down and I called the secretary and, hey, I'm going to be Catholic. I went to your church. When it was that church? Can you look me up? And she's doing her, you know, ta 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 ta. And she says, here you are, November 14th, 1971, Woodlawn Baptist Church, seven o'clock at night. I mean, they the Baptists keep records on baptisms. Hmm. So you got, you did, awesome. so you, did you, um, Going through Holy, is Holy Week when you did your first confession? Yeah, we had, um, I think it was the week prior to Holy Week. My parish actually had this, this confession reconciliation event where he invited my, my father invited a bunch of different priests to the parish to take everybody's confessions, which is really, it was, it was kind of scary for the first time, but. It was, it was nice. That, that's how I went, too. They had an event. And, mm-hmm. and his father said, if you're in the sinning, this is your event. And everybody laughed. And they had like 10 or 14 priests, man. They had them in mop closets and kitchens, mm-hmm. sacristy, everywhere. So were you nervous? Did you kind of write out a list or something? Did you? Uh, did they tell you what to do, like examination Conscious, or yeah, we had we had we had discussed the the specifics in RCIA and, uh, prior to that, and I was still nervous. I did have to, I did make a kind of examine my conscience, make a list of everything that I needed to get out of there. Did you write it down on paper? Literally, write it. Do you remember? Uh, I honestly use my iPhone notes. <laughs> you better go pour some acid on an iPhone and be okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll, I'll throw it out the window. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. So you're preparing for the confession mm-hmm. and raised Baptist, you know, you just, you know, dear God, please forgive me for watching porn. Amen. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. And, you're good. Yeah. Way you go as a Baptist. Probably everybody. So you don't really have to go tell another person something embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I masturbated. I mean, who yeah. wants to go up to a priest and say, I masturbated 18 times last week? I mean, who <laughs> wants to do that? You know? And you're thinking, can you like tuck a big sin in a bunch of little ones like you're going? You say a bunch of little ones, hit them with a big one, then keep going with some little ones so the priest ain't got time to think. Did you do any strategizing like that, or did you just be honest and pour it out? Uh, yeah, I guess I did have like a – so I, I probably did have a minor kind of – yeah, I did. Yeah, I think so. I would say I did. Same plan, a script. Yeah, be, I made uh, some note, some dotted. I made like a little PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, let's put some dots. 
uh, first I'll start with this, then I'll go go easy, and then I'll go with this and this. <laughs> hey man, you're the first honest Catholic I've ever met. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I met some honest ones, but I Oops, mean, so. you got so much in common from the same journey, and mm. uh, I I think I wrote mine in all kind of like secret code abbreviations. I remember it was on a yellow, you ever seen those yellow legal pads? It's like this long, you know, the notebook pads. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dear God, I hope no one sees this. You know, I was wondering, uh -huh. man, my wife saw this for my kids and all. When it was all over, just as, you know, I got a dark sense of humor. I was thinking about leaving it laying on, on a pew randomly on a kiosk mm -hmm. just, you know somebody picks it up to see what's this before they throw it away oh my god you know <laughs> shock value but but i tore mine up in like 800 pieces and mm -hmm. leave just that night and i hung my hand out the window and it took about 20 minutes driving down this road to get mm home. -hmm. so i was just letting out pieces of my confession over about 10 miles Nice. Body parts. Throwing them out. <laughs> get rid of get rid of the evidence. Well, okay. How did your plan work when you got in there? Well, that's I probably get I probably get some I probably I get stressed out easy at probably. So I honestly feel like I kind of like I was probably like whispering very, very lightly. Well, first of all, you you don't like I didn't have to get to go in like a private room to do my confession. Um, it was kind of just in front of the congregation, pretty much. But kind of of COVID was it COVID? No, um, it was. Uh, there were probably six priests at the parish, and they were kind of set up throughout the throughout the building. And it was just like kind of when you vote, like when you go vote. Yeah, like when you go vote. Are you serious? So you go. You, you just kind of walk a few feet away into a little corner. With the priest, and you, you just bring, rip your heart out. I did confession right here when that priest come over. Okay, he sat right down there, and I was unprepared. Mm -hmm. You know, he, this priest knows my business. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, abruptly, this confession time. Have you? Ever, I mean, I've had that a couple times where a priest just let's go put on their thing, get a little thing out and, but when you when you went in there did he help you out like help you navigate did he make you feel at ease yeah yeah I, well I, I guess I was kind of like testing the waters a little bit so I'd be like so uh I did this I kind of wait and see if he was gonna like say and respond or something he was just like keep going keep going a reaction, a gap. Yeah. You horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> what? Get out of my booth. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I kind of just, uh, I really just, you, you just, you say what you got to say, and then he'll, he'll he, um, he related to me. He kind of told his story and told a story about himself and, and related to me, and he cited like some scripture, like we, he really talked about, don't. The, the lady who the Pharisees wanted to stone to death. And Jesus was like, well, 
wh whoever, whatever one of you is without sin, cast the first stone. Yeah. So that, that really made me feel confident. Um, after you did your first confession, did you um, have any feelings when you were done? Well, I guess I was uh, relieved. It was a little bit easier than I was thinking it would be. Okay, so the relief you felt was... Relief. I mean, when I went in there, I had some stuff that I'd really never said out loud to a person in my life. Mm-hmm. And what I found was there were some things that I dreaded confessing. I was ashamed mm -hmm. um, that I knew I'd start crying or something. And but I went in there, and it's like, you you know, you ever been bad drunk before in your life? I mean, like I, the bed, the bed is spinning drunk. I am afraid I haven't, <laughs> okay. I, I, which I, 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 I'm not legally allowed to drink yet. So oh, I haven't really had a whole lot of exposure to alcohol. Well, go ahead. So um, things just, things came out of my heart and mouth that mm -hmm. I thought about since I was a kid, you know, it's, okay. Just, I know you've never been drunk before and you're, too too young to drink, mm -hmm. but drink a lot of alcohol. Lots of it. You lay in the bed. The room starts spinning like the Wizard of Oz. That's an old mm -hmm. movie. You start spinning, and you have to put one foot on the bed, and you feel like you got a hurl. I mean, you really feel like you're about to throw up, and you you want to, but you don't. You dread it. So finally, mm -hmm. you feel it, and then you go run in the bathroom. Hopefully, you make it before it starts splattering all over the floor and you got to clean it up. You get it, you get the commode and it just starts coming out and then it keeps coming out. And then it's like, it's just coming out and you can't stop. And then when you stop, you start doing that dry heave and <laughs> mm -hmm. you feel better. Well, that's the way it was with me. This stuff started vomiting. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. On its own. It was like I was vomiting stuff was coming out. Yeah. I had, hadn't remembered since I was a kid. General confession, Mr. John. I'm being lectured by does there. Yeah, you, and you feel, you feel gross about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, they do the, did you, um, what was the next thing you did? Just show up for Easter Vigil or? Um, well, I kept going to mass, and we had the blessing of the rest of the Holy Week uh, celebrations, the blessings, and the prayers, and the Friday, Saturday, Thursday. You saw yeah. that? All, all the. I think it was you. I saw your Instagram. Don't mm -hmm. you? Thing on your Instagram when. You know about that amazing weekend, How, yeah. and you kind of rolled out your 
testimony. But bless my heart, man. When I see somebody your age, you know, because the way people my age think about your generation, mm-hmm. uh, they don't think much of millennial. You're not a millennial, though, are you? You're too uh, young. I think I'm the very, the very um, beginning of Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm like right at the the start. Well, there's a lot of old people, old Catholics, that they think they think because the dead parish they go to is half empty with blue hairs, like you know, like them. They yeah. they think the Catholic Church has died, and they're wanting mm-hmm. to bring up the past. And I'm like, man, I was looking. I was at the cathedral in Birmingham this past Sunday. I'm 60, okay? And I sat there, and I, on purpose, did a census, a visual census. And there's lots of people your age that look like you in yeah. the church. And it's mostly, I would say, it's a under 40 church. And at this location is not a popular this would not be the location where a lot of young families would go, but that's what there are, young families everywhere and guys your age. And it just really blows my mind to go to Instagram or TikTok and see your generation making Catholic videos and stuff. It makes me feel good. So when I saw your picture there, it just it blessed me. I wanted you to, you know, tell us. So, um, how supportive was your family? Um, well, I, my, they've been pretty supportive, I would say. Um, my, I mean, I grew up in the Baptist church. Um, my mom, she, my parents divorced when I was a freshman in high school. And um, my mother, she actually married a man from Puerto Rico. And he grew up Catholic. And when I told her I was entering the Catholic church, she was she was very open minded to that because she, she mentioned that he had also been raised Catholic and she had a good she had a good uh, understanding and acceptance of that. Me entering the church and I, my, I told my dad pretty much from the start because um, I lived with my dad mostly and um, I told him I was going to I started attending a Catholic church and he was he said, OK, cool. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents and other people might might not be so open about that. Well, I, I haven't told one of my grandparents at all. She probably doesn't know, and I'm not sure I really want her to. <laughs> she pro- she's a very legit and serious Protestant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, some bridges are best not crossed. <laughs> yeah, go another route. You know. Yep. You know. Yeah, if you just get that feeling that this isn't something that um, I need to share with this person, I'm just hey, I've got not only family but friends. I don't even I don't even go there. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that if you are living your faith day to day the best you can. I'm not saying being being perfect, um, but just you and practicing your faith. You don't have to say anything after a while. Mm. Be so telling and visible. Your life, everything will be a witness 
without you ever mentioning the word Catholic. They see it, man, because what's this around your neck you got there? Oh, yeah, I got, um, I got actually, uh, it's a St. Benedict medal. Yeah? Yeah, I got it at my local parish. They were, I think the ladies' guild were selling them, and I got it. I like that. Do you wear it all the time? I do try to. As, yeah, as much as I, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she might see it one day and want to. What you got there under your shirt? Oh, what is that? You just never know. Yeah, because I've hid it from people before. I had on purpose. Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew me that they would go off, mm-hmm. and. I knew that there was a possibility of me going off 10 times harder back. Yeah. Like like if you hit me, I'm getting a baseball bat out and wearing you out power because you jabbed at me. Right. So I just go there. You know, I just. Yeah. I've I've told people I was entering the Catholic church and some people, uh, they're, they wanted to voice their opinions and everything, like same old tropes, like Catholics worship saints and things like that. And I, I kind of just say, well, that's not right, but I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Yeah. What, what was that? My common reaction. They what? Yeah, that's my common reaction. It's like, oh, I'm not going to, you're not, you're wrong, but I'm not going to sit here and argue with you all day long. When you answer like that, what is their response when you, when you say that? Uh, typically that they get the they get the gist and we just start talking about something else yeah but <laughs> so, okay i'm glad you said that because people need to hear it because um, mm-hmm. it's hard for a lot of us not to engage mm-hmm. simply said that well that's not true but i don't really want to fight over it or yeah like then, that's that's you're wrong it's not my I guess we do have a responsibility to help people understand, but you also got to do your own, come to your own understanding and do your own research and know your own information before you yeah. say stuff. Yeah. I like the way you handle that. And I think that there's different ways to respond different to different people at different times, mm-hmm. you know, cause uh, around here where I live, I think it's a little more, anti-Catholic than probably where you live. And um, maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but they uh-huh. hate There's my, a lot of anti-Catholic hate here, but I don't know about where you live. <laughs> I'm in Alabama. Okay. Yeah, it might be a little bit more. All my family in, in Wilson, Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever been to Emerald Island? Emerald Isle. Oh, yeah. I love Emerald Isle. That's my favorite place to get vacation. My, my family has a place there. Okay. Not 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 me, but my yeah. uh, that You know, tobacco farming. Mm-hmm. They have a, a small garden that they mm-hmm. live off of in North Carolina, and they got a, a really nice place on, uh, on Emerald Isle. And I used to go a lot and two Emerald Isle, not her place. And they got a, you know, the Carolina Panthers. You like football? Um, I'm not too big in the sports. 
I knew that. As soon as I saw you, I knew that. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, I'm weird because I, I like I like I like boxing and stuff. That's nice. Yeah, not football. Yeah, I I understand that. And um, but they got a suite for you know the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers in the place and Emerald Isle. So, but they come from what I found out a Lutheran. Oh. But but my daddy from North Carolina. He met my mama at the beach in Florida. They mm-hmm. ended up in Alabama. You know how you usually follow the female? Yeah. You know? And they wound up here. So, we're, you know, my fam- my little family separated from the clan. Not the KKK clan, but the, <laughs> uh, the family. And uh, they've never, I, they've you never have to, been. You have to be specific when you're talking about Alabama. Yeah, you what did. Clan, what clan are you talking about? <laughs> you know them pointy hats? Yeah. Yep. They stole that from the Catholics? Yeah, I, I, I have seen the pointy hats. They stole our robes, man. And they changed the color. Yeah, they did. But I, the first time I saw that, I was like, "What? what's the Klan doing at Mass? And then you know? they decided to hate Catholics. <laughs> yeah. They steal and then hate us. Yeah. And then they stole our, they stole our name, Redneck. You know, it's a Catholic name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, the Catholics and... Uh, the Catholics did not remain royal. I mean, loyal, loyal to the crown. Mm. You know, England was Church of England, King. You know, the crown, and the ones that were loyal to Rome, because of the red color of the cardinals. They, you know, cardinals they called them rednecks, mm. and they were in um, the UK all through the Reformation afterwards, and. When those folks moved here, they settled in this area, same, same colloquial expressions, and they brought the word redneck with them, except it became uh, a name for like a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> it had everything to do with religion. Huh. So, wow. What's your favorite thing about being Catholic? Hmm community and tradition it's, it's we have a beautiful faith lots of beautiful imagery and to help us and build our faith i think that's my favorite part you can all you can learn a lot just sitting in a pew looking at the and mm-hmm. that that's why it's there yeah that's something that Protestants don't understand. But like they scrutinize us because of all the statues and things, but that's there to help us. It's there to. You ever wonder why they don't ask why they just immediately attack? You can't have statues in church, and they never enter their brain. Well, mm-hmm. why do they have? Why do Catholics do some things that it seems like the Bible condemns? Because. You know, that's what they hear all their life. The Bibles don't talk to dead people. Mm-hmm. They, the Catholics talk to dead people. You know, the Bible says, call no man father. Mm-hmm. They call their priest father. So there's these things that we do that Protestants clearly see something in the Bible that goes against what Catholics do. But they never asked why. 
Mm-hmm. And once you tell them why they start seeing that passage in the Bible completely different to where it, yeah. rhymes, it starts rhyming because it's the scriptures and traditions put together. Mm-hmm. And they've just looked at the scripture, but they didn't grab the tradition that goes with it like a Rubik's cube. They never understand that there's a uh, there's a theology behind the the the, uh, the ritual and you being artistic you're, you're drawn to the beauty of that and that they don't understand that we have statues and stained glass to tell a story to people yeah. who can't read. yeah that's absolutely right yeah the, people say that the Catholics chained the Bible up to keep it from the common man. I heard that all my life. The mm. common man couldn't freaking read. Common yeah. man afford a Bible. A Bible cost about 10 grand for one copy back then. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, they chained it to the church. You don't want it walking out the door. Yeah. Don't want someone to start their own church down the road in the middle of yeah. nowhere. So illiterate, they can't read it. You know, the only people that can read was a priest, the doctor, and the lawyer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what, what kind of art are you into? Well, I, I, I really like, uh, of course, I admire traditional art paintings and statues and everything. Uh, I'm, re- I'm a big fan of the theater arts. I'm really involved in theater. Acting um, production. Um, both. I, yeah, I really enjoy both aspects. Um, I mean, I work in, the, in a couple of theaters. And um, I do set design a lot for different productions. Um, and I've been on stage and performing. It's just really, it's a lot of fun. What What do you do if you're an individual that has always been interested in doing something like that? But of course, mm-hmm. let's say, I can never. Yeah. They try it. They're too scared. What would you say to that person? Say they're 30 years old and they've always had a, a desire, but most people are too. What would? Where do you start at? How do you get into? A, do you join a club or something? Well, there's typically there typically is uh, some depending, especially depending on where you live. There typically is some kind of um, local organization that you can get involved with, kind of like a club, and um, they probably do a couple productions throughout the year and. All you got to do is really just uh, reach out to them. And uh, I'm sure they're going to have auditions and things like that, of course, for different things that they're doing. And you start from there. I mean, all it starts is uh, audition. You just got to, or you get in front of the directors and you recite a couple lines, or maybe you sing a couple lines from a song. Yeah. And that's terrifying. It, It can be pretty terrifying itself. But you go, you go from a couple people, and if you get into a, if you do get cast in a production or anything, you go to a bigger crowd, which is terrifying. It's always going to be terrifying, really, no, no matter how much experience you have, because you never know what's going to happen. It's live; it's all live, so something could go wrong easily, and you got to really know how to recover and react. And maybe that thing, maybe, um, you know, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yesterday, he said that if you're going, 
he said, he's talking to actors. He's saying, and you get the reader part or, you know, audition. Mm -hmm. The person you're there to make an impression on is not the director and the producer. It's the casting people. Mm -hmm. You may F it up. You may be totally wrong and F it up and Mm -hmm. totally not be, but you did something quirky by accident or you recovered or you did something or there's something about the way you did it that is stick in their mind, the casting people. And two years down the road, they got something they're doing and they remember that guy that tried out for I like the way, because I heard James Gattolfini. You know James Gattolfini? Sounds familiar. Did you ever see The Sopranos? I have not. It's been, it's been something I've been wanting to watch, but I just haven't had the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Guy's a great actor, man. Start crying talking about him. Mm-hmm. He died in Rome. Oh. Yeah, he went over to the Vatican and died. Died eating shrimp. Wow. He just passed away recently, didn't he? Relatively Mm -hmm. four years ago, maybe. But, uh, you know, what what I've read about about him is that you would never dream they would cast him Mm -hmm. based on previous movies. Because in real life, he's nothing like Tony Soprano, the boss, you know, mm-hmm. mafia mob boss and all. But a casting guy remembered him losing his temper as a short order cook in some stupid play. Mm-hmm. Way back when, he's got a brief glimpse of this dude mad. And it froze in his mind and years later. You know, they're casting for The Sopranos, and he remembers that scene. That was a nothing scene. But the girl said, if you're going to make him, he said, go in there like you know you have no shot whatsoever. Mm -hmm. No shot. You ain't got a chance in hell to get, you're going to walk in there, blow it, and walk out. He said, go in there like that. And he said, throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Just let it come out of your heart, even if it's all wrong. He said, because it don't matter if you get the part or not. You're auditioning to that cast, and they're the ones that are looking for certain mm-hmm. people. So, so you like acting? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like music? Oh, yeah. I love music. It's I love lots of different types of music. What's your favorite? I would say I probably miss listening mostly to rock, especially classic rock, and I like country music a lot. You like country music too? Oh yeah, like real country or this kind of country? Well, I probably I, I would say I like more traditional, old style country music. There's I listen to a lot of old country music, and um, but I think there's a lot of new artists this in this day and age that are kind of bringing back a lot of the old old sound of country music into their music, which is awesome. I'm so excited about that. But for instance, because I really, I used to be into, um, you know, like Florida, Georgia. You ever heard mm-hmm. of I mean, I was, I've always been a Miranda Lambert 
Mm-hmm. You know who she is? Yeah. Terry Underwood. Back when she had a little bit, I, I like them. And I've mm. been to shows. You, do you ever heard of Casey Musgraves? Yeah, I have. Do you yeah. like the way she writes? Um, I know who she is. I just, I'm not too. I don't know if I'm too familiar with her music. Yeah, she uh, she calls herself a wordsmith, mm. and she likes to use words to paint. Uh, images and pictures and stuff, and I'll send you a link. Oh, yeah. I went to see her in the room, you know, like okay. you're a show that's like in you're not at a stadium or arena, but like in a, a room. Mm-hmm. Like a few years ago, Led Zeppelin Ooh. did an acoustic show in a room in San Francisco. Yeah, and my son worked in San Francisco for 10 years. And he said only a few people was told that there was going to be this show. 200 in a dinner, in her dinner room with Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. 200 people. Man, that's awesome. Led Zeppelin is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I just... So I'd be stoked. Man, my son loves Led Zeppelin so much. He named his dog, one of his dogs, Percy. Do you know who Percy is? Percy Jackson, <laughs> Robert Plant, having Robert Plant. That's okay. what his his people call him, Percy. Oh. That's that's what he goes by back home. So he named the dog Percy, and he named another dog after Bonzo. That's our cat. You know, Bonzo. Mm-hmm. That's Bonzo. That's my cat's name. Nice. I'm into it too. So, um. Was one, there was something else I was wanting to ask you real quick? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you ever go to Asheville? Man, I honestly haven't been to Asheville. It's it's, I'm, which is crazy because I live here in North Carolina. It's right down the road. I mean, I've been to like um, Boone, North Carolina, yeah. around and around Blue Ridge Parkway and stuff. But I just I haven't been into like into Asheville, like right into the city. I'm sure I've been around it and all over the place, but never like actually took the time to actually go into it. Unfortunately, but I'm really, I need to. Archie, I mean, yeah, like Berkeley or Hate Ashbury. You've been, mm-hmm. you've been out Ash- there, Ashbury. I don't think I have. Yeah, you gotta go out there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going, I have the, I am planning on going to, um, attending to, attending, uh, Belmont Abbey College in Nashville. It's in a, it's actually right beside Charlotte, but it's going to be a lot closer to the mountains than I am right now. So I'm hoping to explore the mountains a lot. What do you, do you know what you're going to study? Um, I'm thinking about maybe elementary education, but I'm going to explore the different majors. They have a little bit more. Well, I'm excited for you, man. I, I appreciate you posting your confirmation on Instagram. Well, yeah. Uh, really, yeah. Really, and thanks for doing that. Yeah, thank you for having me on to talk about it. It, it just a- makes an impression, man. It makes an impression mm-hmm. to see someone your age on Instagram. Yeah. All the cool kids are, you know, <laughs> TikTok. And just to see someone your age claiming mm-hmm. that they just had this, you know, they became, you know, they're going to 
be a Christian, be a Catholic, getting confirmed, and all, it's just, mm-hmm. man, it just made it made me happy to see it. I know. I, it, well, I, I decided I would share about my confirmation experience on Instagram, and I got a lot of. I was surprised to get have so much support and positive interactions about that. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be Catholic now. It's 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 awesome. Man, I'm I'm proud of you. I love you, man. I know that's a flip it. I love you, dude. I love you, dude. <laughs> hey, I, I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be praying for you. I'm, I'm praying for you, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I'm glad. You. I'm proud of you, and I like to have you on again. Yeah, you're in school, and you stay Catholic in school. Absolutely, I'm going to a Catholic school. You can't, you can't. You got to stay Catholic. Good job, man. All right, man. Well, say hey to your mom for me. Yeah, absolutely. May I have her on here one day? You never know. Hey, if you if you're ever around back around the North Carolina area, hit me up. Oh well, one more thing before I say bye. But, uh, is it a voice coach that you had that was the you know Catholic and mm-hmm. you kind of she kind of yeah. Tell her to come be on this thing, okay? Next time you see her, just say I got okay. to interview you. This old man and okay. I'll be kind of weird. Be launching on his little show, okay? Yeah, sure thing. I'll, I'll definitely let her know. Okay, man. I'll shoot you a text with that with a with a song on it later on, okay? Sounds like a plan. All right, man. I'll see you. Love you. Thanks, John. Thank you. See you later. Bye.